In the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four star or five star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. This is episode 95. We are officially five episodes away from the big 100. That's a very special episode to me. I cannot wait to show it to you guys. Let's not hold anything back. Let's get into this. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about Murphy's Law. So, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I'm calling this week's episode Murphy's Law Part 2, Blindsided. So now, last week, or two weeks ago, I should say, two weeks ago, I made an announcement about the two Facebook groups I have, the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast page, and the Ranting Weight Watcher Consistency Challenge page. And I invited anyone who is interested to join either one. But the Consistency Challenge page is a specific page for people looking to become consistent in certain aspects in their life. Everybody in that group is there for their own reasons. We're not all working toward consistency in the same thing. We are all holding each other accountable it has that group has grown in the past week and a half astronomically when i first made the announcement there were 59 members in this group there are now 100 members in this group and it's filled with a bunch of people who work hard every day to get the job done they want to succeed at all costs and they've decided that consistency is the key to getting to where they want to go. And learning how to be consistent, along with a bunch of other people trying to learn the same thing, they decided that's helpful to them. If you feel like it's something you need, all you need to do is go to Facebook and search RWW Consistency Challenge in the group section. Ask to join the group, I'll let you in. That's all there is to that. But anyway, we had a bunch of new members join and a bunch of people with declarations of they want new and great things for their lives. And so my last episode spoke about Murphy's Law and how when you make these declarations over your life, things tend to go wrong. And it's all to test your will. How far will you go to actually accomplish what you said you would accomplish? 
How much will you fight to actually accomplish what you said you would accomplish? You invite Murphy's Law into your life the minute you declare something. If you never declare anything, Murphy's Law kind of just sits back. I wanted to impart on them that these things they've declared are wonderful and now they have to be on guard because Murphy's Law will take effect in their lives and everything that comes at them, they must make sure that the declarations they made stay intact at all costs because when you make a declaration of your life, the minute you fail is the minute you're going to condemn yourself more than anything you've ever done. Because here you are declaring in public what you are going to do. And when you fail at it because of some slip up, you're going to ridicule yourself even more than if you never made the declaration and you just said it to yourself. Even worse. So I had to warn them what was coming for them. Well, I guess Murphy's Law didn't like that I did that. Murphy's Law did not like that I made a bunch of people aware what would happen if they declared good things in their lives and started to work hard toward those good things. Now, some of you already know this story, so bear with me a second because this is for newcomers. So a few weeks back, we were told that our whole company is switching to a new system. And we have to implement training on this new system. Now, they didn't have enough people to train given the number of employees in the company. So what they decided to do was train a bunch of people that they would call credentialed trainers. I was chosen to be one of these people. My training to become a credentialed trainer started on June 6th. So not only am I learning the new software that my entire company needs to jump into, not only did I, am I learning that, I am learning how to teach it. I have been known in, the, in my department as someone who just knows the system well. So when people have questions, they tend to come to me. Is that always an advantage? No, it's not. <laughs> but besides that, I am often chosen to train the system because I understand it so well. And this, I can say, is why I've been chosen to become a credential trainer. So I'm thinking, no big deal. I'll get into this and uh, I'll teach it. I just, I just had no idea. I mean, I've taught a bunch of people how to use the current system. How different could it be? Here comes Murphy's Law. And hits me in a way I never thought even remotely possible. So when they told us how the, what the schedule would be for training, I learned that my hours were basically changing. They were changing from 7.30 to 4 to 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Now you're like, oh, what's the big deal? 
when you get out of work at four to immediately put your shoes on and go outside for a walk and come back by 5.30, 5.45, not a big deal. But when you're getting out of the house at five for that same time period, now you're talking about coming home close to seven and now you're going to eat dinner at seven. There's no way I was going out after dinner. I mean, how many people eat and then feel like exercising? Let's be honest here. How many people eat dinner and then say, okay, I'm going to exercise? Or I should say, and then say, oh, I really feel like exercising now. How many? I already knew that punching out at 5 p.m., I knew at that moment I would not feel like exercising at 5 p.m. I would be an hour in at that point. There was no way I was going to start an hour late. Just the attitude of sitting at a desk for nine hours. It's just, it's enough to make you insane. And then to go out and go for a walk. So I knew I had to make some protective measures. Because at all costs, my journey would not be interrupted. There was no way I was going to allow it. So I saw these problems and I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to exercise in the morning before work. I had been waking up at around 4.30, 4.45 every day. And you may call me insane for this. I'll say that insanity and genius are next door neighbors that borrow each other's sugar. So you can say I'm insane. I'll call myself a genius. <laughs> um, so anyway... Every night, I put 80 ounces of water on my nightstand. And at 4.30, when the alarm goes off on my watch, I get up and I start drinking it. I don't leave the bed. I stay in bed and I just drink 80 ounces of water. I don't stop until I'm done. Once I'm done, I lay down for a few more minutes and then get ready to start my day. Around 5.30, I would get up and start moving. Get dressed, do whatever you got to do. Get ready to start the day. Then I would go downstairs and have my first breakfast. And another 40 ounces of water. So by 7 a.m. when I finish breakfast, I will have drank 120 ounces of water. By 7 a.m. And only needed another 40 ounces to make my daily goal every day. And that's what I was doing for months. I was doing that for months. So I said, I'm going to have to use this. I'm going to have to rearrange some things here. So instead of waking up at 4.30 to drink water. I was at 4.30 going downstairs to do exercise. And now I refuse to go out in the dark because a few months back had a little incident with a wild animal and uh, I, I am, let's just say I'm not going to be walking in the dark anytime soon in this area of Florida because I saw something, it was a silhouette, kind of looked like a cat a really, really, really big cat. Now, I've been told that 
There are bobcats that are native to Florida. And I've also been told that the Florida panther is all over Florida as well. So this thing that looked like a cat, it was just a shadow, looked up at me. It was facing me. It was eating something. It looked up at me, decided I wasn't worth dealing with, picked up whatever it was eating, and went into the heavy bush to the, the other side of the road. Now, at this moment, I feel like my ghost is leaving my body because that's how terrified I am. But like a crazy person I am, I continue through my walk. And the sun comes up and I never see the thing again. But I never forgot seeing it, that's for sure. And going to walk in the dark is a much more hesitating experience ever since then. So to make a long story short, I decided to use Leslie Sansone DVDs, which we have. I started with the three mile DVD at four eight four thirty in the morning. I did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, took Thursday and Friday off, and then Saturday and Sunday did my normal outdoor walk because I didn't want to let go of the outdoor walk. This was my plan to counteract my new work schedule, and it went off flawlessly flawlessly and I was so proud and I was boastful I was going to workshops talking about how proud I was that my plan that I had made weeks in advance when it met with implementation when it came time to execute it needed so little adjustment I was just so proud about how much I anticipated and how much I planned around needing to keep my journey in check And it went off flawlessly. And like I said, I showed up in workshop after workshop talking about how proud I was that I anticipated this and executed almost flawlessly. So here comes June 6th, day one of training. The woman is teaching us the system. At the same time, she is teaching us how to teach the system. So not only am I learning all the terminology involved with this new system, I am learning how to teach all of the terminology in this new system. And their answer to this is PowerPoint presentations and basically a script. And suddenly my deepest fears from grade school come back to life because I realize that they want me to read this script. Let me tell you something. If I close my eyes, I could see the classroom. I can't see the teacher. I know it was third or fourth grade. I want to say fourth, but it was third or fourth grade. We had a teacher that asked everybody in the room to read when she was doing her lesson. So she would assign one by one a paragraph to every student. And the first time it was my turn to read, I realized that reading in your head and reading out loud are very, very different things. And I sounded like I didn't know how to read at all. 
I was fumbling and mumbling and all kinds of stuff, stuttering, all kinds of uh, mannerisms that came up when I was the, this first time. And so I'm already the fat kid at this point. I'm already someone who they're making fun of because I, I look different. So now I just added a huge weapon to their arsenal. The same people that bully me, the same people that make fun of me on a day-by-day basis are now telling the world I can't read and imitating me to the world, to anybody who would listen to them. At gym, at recess, at lunchtime, they would reenact my, my, all my mannerisms to make fun of me of how I read out loud. And I got so obsessed over it, so obsessed that every time I went to this class, I knew this was what the teacher was going to do. And as soon as I knew what order the paragraphs were being given out in, I quickly made the count and figured out which paragraph was my paragraph. And I didn't get anything from the entire lesson. Because I was so busy reading and rereading my paragraph that basically when it came time to, for me to read it, I almost had it memorized. It was how I learned how to deal with the problem. And still, all of the stuttering, all of the mannerisms came out when I was reading out loud, even though I had the majority of it read. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more about this. Don't go anywhere. Hello. I'm Donato Russo. And I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called The Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, 
because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. for sticking with me so before the break I talked to you about my training for work and what Murphy's Law kind of blindsided me last week at this point I was spiraling mentally I was spiraling my my mentality was down the tubes when I realized I mean, if I apply the same theology that I would try to memorize the entire script on how to teach these people the new system. Some of these lessons are 10, 20, 30 pages long. I'm going to memorize 10, 20, and 30 pages. And realizing how big these lesson plans were, all it made me do is freak out. I was in a mental state from eight to five last week and it's still continuing to this week here we are it's the 14th it's continued right into this week I can't stop it I'm terrified terrified and I realize the truth that my method of memorizing will never not only will it not work in this case at all It never fixed the problem to begin with. So I've been doing things this way, even for this podcast. Whenever I would need to read something to you guys, if you add any clue how many times I read it over and over and over again so I wouldn't sound like some illiterate person behind this microphone. If you knew... what I go through just to read a few sentences. My show notes, when I go to talk to you guys, they consist of a few words just to jog a memory. And the rest comes from my heart. Sometimes it's as much as a sentence. Just to get the thought process going. A sentence. You know, I foolishly, foolishly thought that when I got, when I was asked to be the credential trainer, I believed that my skills 
for having a podcast would make me a great teacher. I was a fool. A fool. I never saw this coming. Every day from three to five is like our own time. And it is to familiarize ourselves with the lesson plans during this time. And this is the time of day where I feel the most lost. I feel like mentally I'm going insane. I have zero guidance. I feel like a blind man in a round room looking for the corner. That's what I feel like. Every day from it's the longest two hours of my life. I don't know how else to say this. The only thing I can come up with, the only thing I could think, I just don't know if it would be approved. And you know what? I don't know how else to deal with it. Because I have such a fear of this. But the only thing I could think of is to know the system and to just know it so well, like I know the current system, that I could teach it my own way. Now, whether or not the people who are training me, because at some point, I am going to have to teach a class to the teachers to prove that I can do it. I am not looking forward to this. I'm getting closer and closer to the day at this point where I'm going to have to do this. And I'm beginning more and more scared. And every day at 3 o'clock, I'm going out of my mind. And all I keep telling myself is, if I know the system, I won't need the script. But does that fix my problem? This fear of reading aloud has to be dealt with. I mean, how many out there would have turned to food in this moment? You know, it is a testament to everything I have done that I haven't turned to any food. Maybe consistency and how I preach consistency all the time Maybe that has a lot more value than I once previously thought. Maybe because, I mean, everything about the consistency challenge is to take aspects of the journey, such as tracking, weighing and measuring, exercising, to take these things and make them as normal, as much a part of your life as brushing your teeth, combing your hair, washing your hair, taking a shower, you, you want to be able to do those things without thinking. But maybe there's a whole aspect to consistency that I didn't even see. That when you become so consistent in your eating, you can defeat things like emotional eating. Because eating breakfast at, six, at 6.30 is just what you do. Eating lunch is just what you do. I, I mean... It doesn't matter because you've planned and you've become so consistent. 
maybe this is a thing to destroy emotional eating. Because never once did I ever consider eating to console this moment, to console the mental state I've been in for the last six days, seven days. All I know is it was probably the worst week I've had in a long time. And so little of it had to do with actual work. It was more of being caught up in the fourth grade. In my mind, I'm back in that classroom. And I'm terrified that my turn is coming. I'm terrified. Well, the week wasn't all bad. Friday came and went, and it was time for the weekend. I went for my walk Saturday morning, thanking God it was Saturday. (laughs) Because another day of being in the mental state of what I was going through from three to five was going to just make me go off the deep end. I woke at, I don't know, 5.30 in the morning, went for my walk, and I came back and it was time to weigh in because Saturday is my weigh-in day. (laughs) And believe it or not, I thought, I was going to gain. I had it in my head that I was going to gain last week when I stepped on the scale. So we're talking about June 11th. I'm going to step on the scale. Like every time, especially during the time of going to the personal trainer, when I switch things up, with exercise, I tend to have weight fluctuations that go in the wrong direction. So having switched to Leslie Sansone and feeling the difference of a workout, I mean, because Leslie Sansone workout, I, I walk for an hour and a half, two hours, and my heart rate barely ever breaks 120 anymore. When I first started... I was 150, my heart rate would be 150 beats per minute, no problem. But here I am, at this point, 140 some odd pounds down. And I'm barely breaking, if I hit 120, that's a good day. And we're talking about a two hour walk or an hour and a half, depending on the day of the week. So these new implementations were 45 minutes. And I was, I was scared of that too, going from an hour and a half or two hours to 45 minutes. I'm losing a lot of time here. And someone said to me, sometimes it's about quality, not about quantity. And I, I mean, I took what they said with a grain of salt. I didn't say I didn't believe it. You know, it's just a skeptical thing. I got to see it to believe it kind of a thing. So 
because for that reason is the reason I thought I would gain. Number one, drastically reducing the amount of work. Number two, it's being a new a new type of workout. It would be swelling involved in, you know, because a Leslie Sandstone workout is not just walking in place. She does a lot of things to bring up your heart rate, to bring down your heart rate, to work muscles that you don't work when you're walking. I got on the scale. And I knew what number it had to be in order for me to hit the goal I've been chasing for well over a year. I lost four pounds on Saturday. Total lost since January 2019, 150 pounds. Finally, goal met. You know, on January 12th, 2019, I stepped into the WW studio over in Coral Springs, Florida, and I had one thing in my mind, and that thing was that I was going to lose 200 pounds, and I was going to reevaluate my life at that point. I didn't know how I was going to look or feel at 200 pounds down, but I knew I was going to get there and then make a decision of what the real work is going to be from that point on. And here I am. I'm in the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. The final 50 pounds lay in front of me. 49.8 pounds to go. How many people quit their journeys before they even reach halftime? And here I am in the fourth quarter. The quarter that champions are made in. If you would grasp some of the things I tell you, you could be here too. Every single last one of you can be right here with me, chasing your goal once and for all, forever. Because the majority of this battle is not anything you can do physically. It's everything you can do mentally. The parts that you can control physically are so little, such a little part of it. Everything is mental. If you can defeat the enemy within, the enemy in front of you no longer matters. That's it. I'm in the final 50. The final 50 pounds are on my way. I'm going to get never once, never once did I ever think I'd be here. But now that I'm here, there's nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. And nothing can stop you either. You have to want it. No one can want it for you. You have to apply. Listen, you've been doing things your way for how long? And how long has it been working? It is time to do things differently. You have to think of yourself in a new way. You have to see yourself at goal. Picture it day after day, week after week, year after year. You have to see it. You have to see it now when it doesn't exist because that's how it comes to be. It's all up to you. No one could do this for you. No one.
Not me. Not anyone. Only you. Nobody is more capable than you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.